Welcome to today's devotion. If it wasn't for God, he wouldn't allow us to survive another single day. So let's begin to praise him and just for the opportunity to be able to live, to be able to get up this morning and to be able to have this devotional time. Father, we just want to thank you. You're just so awesome. You're so great. And you're so wonderful. Even, even you've given us breath this morning. You've given us a day that we've never seen before. And we have no clue as to how today would even begin or end. But we know that it began with us breathing. So we just want to thank you right there for it right there. And as we get into today's word, defeating the enemy of uncertainty, Father, show us how to defeat those uncertain battles. Help us to look not at the battle itself. Help us not to become overwhelmed by the things that we see, but to concentrate on you and to glorify you in all the things that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to start off today because sometimes we could be in a situation and unbeknownst to us, we in a, all of a sudden, we're in a battle. I've told this story before, but I'm going to say it here. I remember a time in my senior year of high school and I was out and about with my girlfriend and I'm just out having some having fun and but little did I know I had on the wrong colors and I was out in a gang territory that didn't know me. So I sort of had on red and black when I shouldn't have had on those colors in a well, when, in a territory that was largely where it was all gangster disciples. And I'm over there, and I'm out and having fun, but when I get ready uh, to leave, I get surrounded by a group of individuals who thought that I was disrespectful, which I'm not knowing what I'm doing. I'm just clueless. Sometimes, as I use that, that story to glorify God because sometimes when we're in a situation of uncertainty and every single thing and every seems to surround us and we have no idea how it's going to work out. I'm going to say it another way, similar to what's going on with Ukraine. You see, Russia is has surrounded them. They started out surrounding their whole territory. It seemed like it's no way and impossible for them to defeat a vast army. And as I talk to you of defeating the enemy of uncertainty, I'm reminded and the Lord had to remind me a, a few times and I'll go back to my story at the beginning, but I'm going to go through the scriptures this morning because you see in second Chronicles 20, we read a story about 
something that similarly happened to King Josephat of Judah. He had a, a national crisis going on similar to what Ukraine is happening. And as any great leader, he was, what he did is facing a situation that looked impossible. He led the people to pray to prayer. Josephat, in Judah's eyes, um, King Judah's eyes, there was a great army of the Moabites, the Amorites, and others stood poised to attack him. They were badly outnumbered in forces. So Judah stared down for potential destruction as they faced and as they trembled in fear in the face of desperation as it was now they're looking at being defeated. I didn't do anything. This attack was unwarranted. And now I'm in the midst of facing a vast army. So how do we even begin to fight something that looks so overwhelming or impossible? Let me put you there. You can study. You can do all the things to prepare for your finals. And all of a sudden, you get something that's unexpectedly, something that happens unexpectedly, sort of like uh, an unexpected test, something that they put on a test that you didn't study for, or something happened unexpectedly that you didn't plan for. You didn't plan for a death to happen, and, and now all of a sudden you're facing something impossible for you to face. You didn't plan for a, a separation or a divorce, but now this is happening. Or you may be in a situation where you didn't expect yourself to get locked up. You see, I just want to put ourselves right there. Just like me, I didn't plan for me to even fight a large group of individuals that day. So what would happen? How, how would I get out of a situation without a scratch, without even a mark on me? Hmm. As, as we look, Joseph, he said instead, we have no power to face this vast army that's attacking us. And he admitted this to God. He said, we don't know what to do, Lord. But our eyes are on you. How many of you could just take a moment to say that? The Lord answered Josephat's prayer. Miracle. There was a miracle done and the people were delivered from death. How many of us can take that stance? To, to take a moment in the midst of a battle of uncertainty and, and say, Lord, I don't know how. These bills are going to be paid. I don't even know how this is going to work out, but I know my eyes on you. So I want to talk about seven things that we can learn from Josephat. And number one, 
he fought off his fear. Joseph was terrified, but he didn't let his fear paralyze him. He stayed calm enough to think. Uh, let me go to the scriptures. And if you look at 2 Chronicles 20, verses 2 through 3, it says, Some people came and told Joseph, A vast army is coming on against us from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. Alarmed, Joseph resolved to inquire on the Lord. He proclaimed a fast. He proclaimed the fast. In the midst of it, it may seem like something that we shouldn't do. Something as simple as praying and fasting in the midst of the impossible, but this is what we're learning. He didn't, he had to, in order for him to get the information, he knew only God can. Number two, which is he sought the Lord. Before he did anything, he sought God's perspective by praying and seeking the wisdom of God. It says that in uh, verse four, in the verses four, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. And indeed they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Joseph stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the people. Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nation. Power of might are in your hands. No one can stand against you. See, sometimes, just like me, in that situation, when I'm facing a bad people, a bad group of guys, in the midst of it, I'm saying, Lord, if they touch me, you're going to have to give me the strength to fight this, these, these boys. And in the midst of it, a shield got formed around me. A group of uh, an older men, an older woman, and the people at the bus stop, all of them formed or a circle around me. So similar to what happened, and I'm going I'm to let you read further on, and what you're going to find is the same thing happened to Josephat. In the midst of his battle, God allowed, didn't allow him to fight, but he encircled around them. And I'm just getting ahead of myself, but I'm saying to you is if you seek the Lord's perspective by seeking his wisdom and understanding. Number three, he brought the synergy. He didn't act alone, but he gathered the people to inform them of the issue. And that's what he said. He said, our God, he reminded God. He said in verse 7, our God did not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people of Israel. And he gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. He reminded God. He said, they have lived here and built a sanctuary for your name. In other words, he reminded 
He said, isn't it you who defeated them? The, the, and he said, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword or judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in the presence before the temple that bears your name, and we will cry out to you in our distress, and you would hear us and save us. In other words, there is complete dependency on God. Number four, he called, um, he sent out the vision towards the people. He listened to the voice of the Lord until he knew exactly what to do. In the midst of an uncertain situation, we have to resolve to listen to God and fight off the temptation of trying to do things right then and there. And because in verse 14, it said, the spirit of the Lord came on Jehazel. And it says that he stood in the assembly and he said, listen, King Josephat, all who live in Judah and in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army for the battle is not yours, but it's God. And then is. And, and see, what you're going to find after he did this, he, he listened to the instructions. He said, tomorrow, march around, march down. He said, march down against them. They will be climbing up and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of draw. And you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord, your God. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. See, when we have an impeding situation, God doesn't want us to cower down, but he wants us to stand firm and allow him to do the work. One of the things that he did was, as you're going to see in verse in number five, he bought the ideal and he bowed his head and began to embrace the steps he had to take. In other words, he bought the ideal that came to him and to um, the people that he was leading. And he bowed his face down in verse 18. Josephat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Jerusalem fell down. So as the leader, the people as men, no matter what we're facing, we shouldn't run away from our homes when we're feeling, feeling defeat over the bills or when things are piled up against us, when medical reports come in, when things look impossible. What God is looking for, man, to stand firm right there in the midst of the impossible and the stand. He's looking for a woman to stand firm with her husband in prayer. And he's looking for them both to, to be on one accord and to say, we are going to stand here and we're going to worship the living God. And he taught, number six, he taught them the plan. In other words, he assembled the key leaders and he gave them instructions on what they had to do. And what you're going to discover, number seven, he got the victory. 
because God predicted, he listened to God, he listened to God as to what to do, and God gave them precision, and they succeeded just as God predicted. So, I'm going to say it like this, because I know sometimes there is some things that look impossible, some things happen unexpectedly. A couple, uh, a few years years ago, I was facing a court case, and this person has sent in a whole lot of information, and it looks like they had the upper hand. They had sent in information about me into my my job, into my employer, and I didn't know where the information came from until I got to court. And the the judge said to me, as I'm sitting there and unaware of what's going on, similar to Josephat, similar to Ukraine, not knowing that the attack the attack was going to come a particular day, but understanding that it was imminent. So what happened is because the Lord used the judge, she said, none of it matter. That's not what this is for. And she took it and she threw it in the trash. She sat it aside. What happened is similar, just like Joseph had, the Lord says, I hear you guys. I got you guys. Don't worry. Just stand here and watch me do this work for you. In the face of defeating something that's uncertain, when something is out of control, I just want to encourage you during this time to bow your heads before God, lift your voices before God and praise God, even in the midst of it. I want to give you these these scriptures right here for your encouragement. In Luke chapter 1, verse 37, it says, after the angel came to Mary, and of course she's saying, I'm a virgin. How am I supposed to give birth to a child when a man hadn't even touch me. But listen, I'm going to start at verse 20, uh, uh, 29. She was troubled at his saying and considered the matter of greeting. And then the angel of the Lord said, don't be afraid, Mary. In other words, God wants, to, wants us not to be afraid. He said, she, you have found favor with God. And behold, you're going to conceive and bring forth a son who will, his name will be called Jesus. He will be great and called the son of, son of the most high and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And, but I want you to drop down to verse 37 as she questioned how this would happen. She said, the angel said, for with God, nothing will be impossible. In other words, no matter what you're facing, no matter what situation it is you're in, 
before you, God wants you to know that there is nothing impossible. And even in Jeremiah 32 and 27, it says, I am the Lord, the God of the people, peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? This is what God said through Jeremiah. So when we're facing and, and looking at things that look impossible, and it looks like we're going to be defeated, just like me as a young teenager, able to get on a bus stop, able to get home safely without even a scratch, without even anything touching me, even leaving the courtroom, even having went through the case, just like Joseph had. And I am soon will say that anything that looks impossible, when you put place God above the impossible, you can see something greater. You see, God is able to defeat all those, all those masses of things that seem to attack your mind and your heart, that seem to overwhelm your spirit. And he wants you to sit and to listen and to take those instructions by him. See, he's not looking for you to figure it out. He wants to know if you will lean on him to figure it out. I'm going to close right there. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm thanking you that every single enemy is defeated by your hands. Every vast army has taken down by your hands. Nothing is impossible for you to do and accomplish. Even the things that look uncertain are completely known to you. There is nothing uncertain with you. So I'm asking right now for my friends and my family to be encouraged by this word. I pray that you would allow them to apply it. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, this is impossible for you to understand without a relationship with the Father. Some of you might be going through what I would like to call a, a role of Damascus. That means that when an issue is so overwhelming to you, just like I was, and you're caught off guards to where only God can fix a situation. But you need to understand, you have to have that relationship with him. But similar to me, what happened to me is somebody showed up with a word to encourage me. And But what I had to do was surrender my life completely and totally over to him. So I'm inviting you, my friend, to surrender your life over to God. And I'm going to pray a simple prayer with you, just like somebody did with me. Lord Jesus, all you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I'm asking you to come into my heart. Would you be my Lord and my Savior? I believe that you died for me. 
And I believe that you rose from the grave. Now, from this day forward, take total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you may be asking, how could things get changed right away from a simple prayer? I'm going to invite you to contact me on the website. Uh, And, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you've already... All you have to do is go to the website at btcempower.org and and click on the information link or send out an email and we'll contact you. In other words, we want to give you some things to help you to get successful and help you to grow through the sanctification process, which means a process of growing. And you're going to see that God wants to be there to help you through your situation. All right, have a wonderful day.